Strategic Living with Brian Holmes. This is a special 2015 Christmas edition. Welcome, everyone. It's Christmas Day. And yes, we are releasing a podcast. <laughs> I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas Day. If you're listening to this after Christmas Day, I hope you had a beautiful, glorious time with your family, with your friends, those you love. What a beautiful thing it is to celebrate the birth of Christ, to celebrate each other, and to share this beautiful life that we're living together with great friends and great family. Well, going to be an awesome program today. Again, it is a special edition And I want to share with you some thoughts from my heart about this wonderful, wonderful holiday. Another year has come to an end, and in just a few days, we will enter into 2016. For about two months now on this program, we've been talking about new beginnings. We've been talking about looking forward. We've been talking about taking an honest look at our past, but also really beginning to focus our attention on what lies ahead. Well, we're at that point now. The years come to an end, and I know that we're all super busy around the business of Christmas. I'm sure someone right now is stuffing their face with turkey and dressing. (laughs) My favorite, honey-baked hams, pumpkin pies, chocolate pies, uh, watching football, by the dozen of games, parades, shopping, Black Friday, after Christmas Friday, big family gatherings, all the things that we do this time of the year. And I'm, it's wonderful. But today I want to just take a few moments and pause. And I want us to consider why we celebrate the season. I would like for us to take a few moments and consider the incredible blessings that God has bestowed on each one of us, wherever you are in the world. I want us to think about the wonderful things that he has planned for us, the promises that he's given each of us. I want us to think about the future and the plans that he has for us. Today, I want us to celebrate Christmas. In the incredible story from the Bible, it says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, She wrapped him in clothes, laid him in a manger, 
because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he was lying in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about the child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. This is a timeless story. It is the reason we celebrate this particular season. While the world has evolved and the stories become less of a focus in our culture, it is still the greatest story ever told. On this program, we talk often about strategic living about living your purpose, about becoming everything that God has created you to be. We talk often about living life to its fullest. Yet, if not for this story, if not for the reality that God himself left heaven, came to earth, robed himself in flesh, became a man, and accepted his assignment which was to give his life so that all of mankind could be redeemed back to his original intent. Well, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have much to talk about on this program. You see, it is this story, this Christ, his coming, that has provided us the opportunities that we enjoy. It was his willingness to become one of us, to give his life for ours, to take upon himself all of the sin, all of the shame, all the failures of mankind that gives us the impetus to succeed, to accomplish, to live. You see, it is important that we take time to remember this story. In my humble opinion, it is so important that we consider the reason why we pursue our dreams, why we go after 
new things and our hopes. Why we pursue the destiny we so often talk about here. It is important that we recognize the source from which all of our meaningful ideas and contributions come from. You know, life has a way of consuming us completely and totally overwhelming us at times. It seems as though everything and everyone are vying for position and demanding our attention. We have our jobs. We have our career paths. We have ministry. We have our children. We have school. We have the economy. We have politics, wars, killings, tragedies, threats, the news media, always vying for our energy and our attention. Yet there seems to be, there never seems to be a moment where we can just stop and reflect, consider in any way the blessing that is this story. There's so few opportunities where we can experience a reprieve from the hustle and the bustle, from the noise, from the rat race that life has become. On numerous occasions, I've had the opportunity to visit New York City. Well, I've been to lots of cities, but New York City is something different. And I noticed, I noticed every time that I go there that people are, are literally accustomed to the noise. They've become just tuned in to it or they've tuned it out. It's just, it's a part of their world. The craziness, the noise, the busyness. One of the things that I do often now is take time to disconnect from even the city that I live in and just get away where it's quiet, where there's no distractions, and be intentional about unplugging and pausing and considering the great blessings that I have in my life. Truth is, it takes time to declutter. It takes time to unplug. Every time I go away, it takes me a day or two just to clear my head and tune in to the greater reality that is the blessing and the love that my Savior has for me. That His plans are so wonderful. Each time I go about this exercise of getting away, I'm amazed at how much more of God's creation I become aware of. I, I notice the beauty in the sky, the beauty in the clouds, the way the light reflects off of them. I notice the small animals. I notice the flowers. I notice the trees. I notice the, the cadence and the beauty of the water as it flows down a river or crashes into the beach or the rocks at the ocean. I, I notice how much peace is present with me when I take time to get away from the distractions of the world. I notice how close my Heavenly Father is to me, really. Even though at times I don't sense that intimacy because my attention is being drawn to other things. When I get away and unplug, I notice that God has always been speaking, but I could not hear him because of all the noise. The answers that I was so desperately seeking, they were, they were present. They were there. They were available to me. In fact, they were trying to reach me. But it required me to pause and consider. You see, there's beauty everywhere, but can you see it? Blessings abound, but are you too busy to notice? Your heavenly Father is speaking. He's leading. He's directing you into new places, but are you aware? 
The answers that you seek are already with you, but can you hear what the Bible refers to as that still small voice amidst all of the craziness? I'm reminded of a verse of scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. You see, we really don't need a bigger God. We simply need to tune in, focus on him, become still, and listen. What would life be like if we made the pause a part of our daily discipline? What would our relationship with God be like if we would just take time to see, to hear, and to know him? I can think of no better time of the year to do that than right now. It's Christmas, and at this time of the year, it seems the noise and the busyness of life is amplified and even accelerated, but I want to encourage you today, Christmas Day of all days, just take a walk, take some time away from the craziness, and allow your mind and your heart to consider the story that I read to you out of Luke chapter 2, the God of the universe came to the earth not to lord over us but ultimately to lord with us and through us the god of the universe humbled himself and came and wrapped himself in flesh gave his life so that you and i today could experience great success great impact great influence that we could actually fulfill plans that he has for us. My heart for us as we focus on him is that we would know him, experience him, feel him, hear him, see him. To do that, I believe we must experience the pause. Sometime this week, sometime as you're off of work and away from the the stuff, I want to challenge you just to cut away somewhere by yourself and still your mind, still your heart. No matter what 2015 has been for you, maybe it's been difficult, maybe it's been great, but know this, God has great plans for your future. There is great hope in your tomorrow. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And 2016, oh, it's, a, it's on. And what he wants from you is just for you to be still and know that everything your heart desires is just ahead of you. On this Christmas, I encourage you to remember the story. Pause. Take time to be with him. My prayer for you, from Sabrina and I, our family to you, is that this Christmas you would feel his peace, that you would know his love, that you would be encouraged to celebrate his coming and be filled with hope and excitement about the new beginning he has provided you in this season. From all of us here at brianholmes.com, from myself, Sabrina, Christian, Abigail, Val Kleppen, my assistant, Matthew Castile, one of our great, great friends, and all the folks that work with us here, we say to you, Merry Christmas, and God bless. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
We will.